millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Albie. A few notes. Okay. One, I will be at work tomorrow, WTIC. So if you guys uh, want to listen, I'll be on the show. Albie will be joining me for some or all of the show, or we'll be just mm, doing... I may need to drop back off our drywall lift at some point during our show, too. Depending that's, when we finish yeah, off our that's project. Right. That's right. Because we leading, said 24 hours, and we picked it up at like one thirty. i I'm putting up um, gypsum board, what do you call it? Drywall? Drywall. Sheetrock? Sheetrock. But you hang drywall. You don't put it up. I'm hanging drywall. It's like I'm you the, lay I'm tile. You've got to use this. the right words I'm the foreman so on this because I'm an, an alpha male. I'm an alpha male, so I'll mm-hmm. be leading this expedition tomorrow, hanging my drywall in the kitchen. There's yeah. a huge gaping hole. It's like a 15 feet Last long. Last time I needed to hang drywall, I roped in Ed Tomich of the main wire, actually, to well, <laughs> hang drywall. This time, I'm going to do it. I'm the lead. Alice will be at my pretty little assistant. It will take mm-hmm. a beta role in this. Yeah. But this just goes to show that I'm a real man, and this should put to rest any whispering. I'll just need you when I, when I need somebody to put some force behind like the drywall screws that are high up, because that's like... Where men truly have an advantage over women is yeah. like the the upper body force. Well, above. yeah, it, that's healthy tougher. living else. Healthy living. That's why yep. I'm ripped. So uh, let's get right to this. Life's not fair. That's what I, my takeaway. Let's get right. <laughs> let's get right if to life this. Life were fair. I could. Um, yeah. We'll be talking about my new favorite cook in this country, <laughs> Isabel, the girl who who baked uh, something. I'm not even sure, but we'll talk about that. But she's it's very a pretty. It's a Don't see that. I've invited her to come on, as a matter of fact. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. I love her. I think Good. more power to her. Um, okay. But I want to start with the Sunday shows. Just one part. There are two parts of the Sunday shows. One was the, the very subtle level setting for you by the State of the Union show. <laughs> they had Karen Soltis Anderson, is it? And Karen Finneon um, and um, Bettingfield, who has the bangs, who I find fairly cute, uh, among other people. 
And they talked about the Nikki um, Haley gaffe or whatever when she couldn't or didn't answer the Civil War um, question correctly. And there is, by the media, there's a special onus put on Republicans because apparently we're culpable for the Civil War and ongoing racism. It's all it's all Republicans, and we have a lot of work to do. So we're in trouble for this stuff. And listen to how the – it. first of all, hold on to your seats because the massively uh, overused and overamplified CNN uh, sweeper sound effects are going to come out of nowhere and possibly knock you off of wherever you're sitting. But let's play this. This is this this segment here dealing with this. There's a lot to get from this. Whoa. She's asked a very simple question and responded with just a really incomprehensible word salad. This is not a candidate uh, that's ready for prime time. Welcome back to State of the Union. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis there weighing in on Nikki Haley's comments on the cause of the Civil War, where she failed to mention slavery. My panel joins me now. She is still uh, cleaning it up even this weekend. Yesterday, she said... In an interview, it was slavery. Yes, I should have said slavery. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, here's the problem. It wasn't a good answer the first time around. I think it shows a vulnerability when we talk about her as being overly um, prepped for her. Like now she's getting it right because she's got the piece of paper that says what to say. That was the first indication to me, at least, that in a general election, she would have a lot of trouble because you get a lot of questions that you can't always predict. But the other thing that struck me is clearly this is the tension in the Republican primary around this issue and how to talk about slavery is very different than on the Democratic side. Why? And (laughs) the fact that she got attacked but then they defended Donald Trump. The tension is very different on the Republican side because Republicans aren't default labeled as racists and being on the immoral side of the debate. It is this tension is put there by the media. Every every um, every Republican is made to denigrate new known and unknown racists by name, to uh, disavow them by name. Again and again and again, because the the default is the Republicans, of course, are going to be racist. Like nobody was asking Democratic candidates to disavow a weird Klansman, like these these guys, this guy Spencer, whoever he was, who they, who CNN rose to fame in twenty sixteen. Richard Spencer, right? Yeah, to use as a just as a, a way to prove that Trump was racist. You know, Democrats don't have to disavow yeah, Or everything. they used to do it with David Duke, too, in right. the past. That used to be the person. That right. if you didn't like somebody, you'd be like, David Duke likes you. Yeah, it's only Republicans <laughs> who have to do all of this stuff. We're already, by default, we're already underwater. And we have to prove ourselves, uh, you know, because they know. They know in their circles that, that we're bad and racist. And they know. And even if we never say anything racist at all, we're dog-whistling racism. They, they know. Th- they can read our hearts. They know that much. Mm-hmm. They kind of defended uh, DeSantis. He didn't really get a lot of heat from within on that. And it just shows, you know, as someone who is a, a descendant of Robert E. Lee and grew up hearing about the war of northern aggression. This is Karen Finney. She's 50 years old. She's a descendant of Robert, Robert E. Lee. What, what special insight does that get you? Descendant of Robert E. Lee. It knows about <laughs> the insight. And the, 
you know, the lie of the Confederacy, her answer, the other problem with it is it, it sounded exactly like what I heard from my grandmother who was trying to but convince me. Who is the me. descendant of Robert E. Lee? Me. What? He is my great, great, Oh my great, God, I can't great. believe that. You seem like such a nice person. Yeah, well. <laughs> because everybody knows that if you're a descendant of Robert E. Lee, you must somehow be evil. Didn't well, they do an analysis recently and like the only recent president that whose ancestors didn't own slaves was Trump? Um, yes, they did, including <laughs> like, Obama's. Obama's yeah, ans- yes. recent ancestors so, had owned slaves, yes. What? He is my great, 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 great grandfather. By the way, he is not her great, 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 great grandfather. He is her great, 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 great grand uncle on her mother's side. Really? Not that it really matters, <laughs> but she also, and she's going to mention a Washington Post article mm-hmm. where... They had to write a correction mentioning that she didn't put enough distance between her and, and Lee, among other corrections. Four corrections in this Post article. My mom said. Did you know that? Wow. What? Yeah. That's Don't incredible. That. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, one of the things that's so frustrating to me as someone who is, has been a fan of Nikki Haley for quite some time is that she jokes. actually has a great no, answer not to that Sol- question. Sol- I mean, in the last Republican debate, she picked Lincoln as her favorite yeah. president. You don't pick Lincoln if you're worried about alienating voters who aren't quite happy with how the Civil War turned out. And I just feel like it was such a missed opportunity because here she was, somebody who uh, helped yes. South Carolina get... It's the Republican voters who aren't quite happy with how the Civil War turned out. That's the problem. If there's anything in all of American politics that's settled, it's that the Civil War turned out right. <laughs> I mean, like, does anybody seriously in American politics today, are there voters who are concerned that they think the Civil War went the wrong way? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, does anybody think that? Nobody thinks that. No. But the implication is that there are Republican voters out there somewhere that, like, still want slavery. Well, right, of course. But it's so, and I don't even know, did we even talk because about it, it, on this show the original Nikki Haley thing? where she was in New Hampshire and somebody asked her what the cause of the Civil War is, which obviously I think a lot of things about. One is that that's a dumb and irrelevant question for a 2024 presidential campaign to be asking at a town hall, what was the cause of the Civil War? You know? Well, right. There's no, like, policy question there. It's not... Nobody's going out and asking what was the cause of the Revolutionary War or what was the cause of the Vietnam War as a presidential campaign town hall question. It's obviously a setup. That being said, it's not really a gotcha question. Well, I think it is in the same sense that Rand Paul used to get asked questions like this about like businesses' autonomous rights and whether they could refuse to serve people, etc. Because the politically right thing to say is it's about slavery. That's mm-hmm. highly incomplete. It, well, so, and I saw somebody say something like this, and I think this is really, really true, right? Is that when you know a tiny bit about the Civil War, but not that much, the answer to the question is it's about slavery. And then you learn a bunch more, and you're like, okay, it was more complicated. Mm-hmm. And then you like keep learning about the Civil War more and more and more, and the more you end up back at the point of... Okay, I mean, like, it kind of really was about slavery, though, at the end of the day. Uh, yes, yes. You know, I, like, I, the, the more you think about it, the more it actually, like, it really was about slavery. 
you know, and, and you can get into like, do states have the right to secede or not secede or what? But like, this is the issue over which the states seceded. And and this was an important issue. Clearly, if you and not to like 1619 project this because I disagree with the 1619 project and I don't think that America is like founded on the concept of slavery. But I think that it's very clear from the founding documents of America that slavery was a an extremely contentious issue at the time the country was founded and was one reason why it almost wasn't founded. That's, right. Like, well, yes, so, that, so, so, yes. So I do think that this was like a seed that was planted at the founding of the country that came to culmination in the Civil War and could not. The Civil War could not have been, it, it was what it was because of slavery. And the question could not have been decided without a war because it was so contentious. Yes. But, right. But like, it... so, and, and I understand, like, the reason why I say, like, it's also not a gotcha question, even though, like, I do think it's a total setup and a dumb question to ask at a presidential town hall and not relevant to 2024 politics at all. The reason why I say it's still kind of like it shouldn't be a gotcha question is that like it's not that hard a question to answer and not sound like an idiot and she answered it and sounded like an idiot well i think yes i think one she resented the question and two i think she she's been trained to answer that question more carefully being from south carolina um and three you know the what would donald trump say if you asked him what the cause of the civil war was he is a slavery because he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything more. I think he'd say slavery. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? But he would have but here's a f- simple. He wouldn't have a long meandering answer about government and our freedoms well, tr- and. But like, how many people do you think like? It can't be just about slavery when, um, the Emancipation Proclamation was only targeted at rebellion states oh of course so the north states, i mean like delaware mr joe biden's home state has like more than had one, slavery the longest of anybody right yes it, some there were a few northern states who had slavery maryland during yeah. and through had it after the south mm-hmm. no longer had them so like that kind of changes it a little bit yes yeah, slavery be damned mostly your slaves you know we right. weren't but but that was also something that you needed to do to keep the coalition together in the north Mm-hmm. At least for a while. So, right. like, nothing is... Things are... The simple answer, fine. It's a simple answer. And she could have couched it like There's that. There's, like, other simple answers, like too, though. She, sure. She There's ways to answer. Her answer, and I don't know if we even have a teed up, because this was, like, a while ago when all this happened, because who cares about Nikki Haley? But her answer was, like... Oh, it's about the government and our freedoms and, like, I'm for small government. It was not, like, it was something that was not what the Civil War was about at all. Right? Well, uh, well. It was I not mean, the answer of somebody who's, like, too overeducated on what the Civil War was about. It was just a nothing answer. It, it, it went in the right Please. direction. Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What like do you what? think the cause of the Civil War was? What do you think it was? I mean, like, really? I'm sorry? I'm not president. I want to see your on the cause of the Civil War. 
I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need I to mean, have that's capitalism. Not an answer. We need to have that's e- not an answer of somebody about like, oh, tensions over, you know, whether or not states had the right to secede from the union or, or whether they were locked in or the over industrialization of the north compared to the south over time. And, you know, the south had so many more miles of railroads and the south was locked into this agrarian economy over time that was highly dependent on the low cost of or free cost of labor in the south. You know, like there, this wasn't like some intellectual deep answer of somebody who knows like more complex things, which... Okay, whatever. So this is all kind of beside the point, too, because Mm -hmm. it's a dumb answer to a question on the campaign trail, and it's going to matter or it's not or whatever. Right. But, like, the reaction of the CNN people to it to claim that the problem with her answer is that she was worried that Republican voters might be too pro-slavery. Those who didn't like the way it turned out. (laughs) We were hoping we could still have slaves over here in the Republican Party, but unfortunately, like, what? So here's the rest of this, and it's really about these media people. Through the incredible tragedy after the shooting, after nine black lives were lost at the Mother Emanuel Church, she helped shepherd the state through that difficult time, take the Confederate flag off the state grounds. She had an opportunity to just hit that answer out of the park. And it's, it's just such a missed opportunity. And I think in addition to Karen's point about her kind of inability to clean this up, uh, showing that maybe she's not going to be, she wouldn't be a stellar general election candidate. The other thing I think this says, though, about her as a potential general election candidate uh, is, you know, the fact that the politics around this in the Republican primary are such that you believe that she believed that getting asked what caused the Civil War was a trick question, mm. which yeah. was her first response. Uh, that tells you how co-opted the Republican base is on issues of race, on in terms of extremism. Really? Like this isn't just a Trump thing. They're all gonna whoever emerges. Trump, thing, Trump, by the way, has not done or said anything racist. He hasn't. <laughs> he does, but it's just a given. It's not just Trump who's a grand, grand legal. It's others, other people at Klansmen too. There. It's not just. This Karen Finney, it's amazing to me. Well, you can tell they're already pivoting because they tried to do this with DeSantis for a while, but now that he's like not solidly in second, they're doing this with Nikki Haley too. Mm-hmm. Is it's the like actually Nikki Haley is just as bad as Trump, or even soon it's going to be Nikki Haley's actually worse. So look out for those headlines because they're coming. Because I saw them in 2016. Karen about, Finney, like, by the way, Rubio. is a black woman. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. And okay. I believe Nikki Haley is a woman of color. ...from this primary is going to have a problem speaking to moderate, independent, certainly Democratic voters in a general election. But again, it's that lack of comfort with the topic and the wanting to not talk about it that I think shows as a country we haven't fully dealt with it. But her answer sounded like what I was trying to say before, rhetoric I heard from my own grandmother. She really wants to talk about her own grandma- grandmother. Oh, yeah. But we really haven't dealt with it. What have we dealt with from now now, yeah. we got rid of all the Jim Crow stuff. We had a huge civil war where 600,000 people died. It, it, like We've done all sorts of New Deal stuff. And, it, it, um, that, the, the Johnson Great stuff. Great society. Yes, we've thoroughly tethered the black community into the pernicious government, which has mm-hmm. destroyed the, the chances of the black community ever realizing um, the American dream in full. It's like, what more? What more reckonings? More stuff, more. What, what more do you need? Because it can't be reparations. Because once you pay the people off, then it's over. And this is a big, thriving business for the great uh, race grifters. But, you know, since she said that, she really wants to talk about this, about her grandmother. I decided to look up her Washington Post column. 
It says, and of course, shockingly, it's all about her and her family. I'm black. Robert Robert E. Lee is my relative. His statues can't come down soon enough. As the biracial daughter of Jim Finney, a black civil rights lawyer descended from enslaved Virginians, and Mildred Lee, a white social worker, and the great-great-great-niece of General... That's the first correction they had to do, because it's a great It's great, not great, her great-great-great-granddaughter. Great, 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 right. Right. Uh, of General Robert e. Lee, of whom many statues stand in many cities and towns, including now infamously Charlottesville. My American story is complicated. About a year ago, I made a discovery that reminded me just how complicated my family's and our nation's painful journeys on race and equality have been. Uh, I found two letters that my maternal grandmother, also named Mildred Lee, had written to my father. In the first four-page, single-space type letter, she laid out arguments why my dad should leave my mom and not marry her as they'd planned. Not only was marrying illegal in their respective home states in Virginia and North Carolina in 1967, their forthcoming interracial marriage, my grandmother explained, was against the natural order of things. Oh, wow. Now, by the way, in which black and white have their place. Now, Mildred Lee... Is also a black woman. <laughs> is she? Uh, isn't she? Well, I don't know. Talking to well, or, or, okay. I thought she was a white woman. She's descended from. Okay, she's a white woman. You're right. You're right. Descended from Robert E. Lee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, quoting the Bible, she argued that the, their marriage would bring permanent disrepute, disrepute, uh, shame, disrepute and, and irreparable damage not only to my mother's life but also the lives of the whole family. A month later, which seems like a practical thing to think. Especially since it's illegal, and she was worried about... I remember my own grandmother worried about if my brother and I were to marry a black woman. And she made it very clear that she had no problem like with black people. She called them color people, my grandmother. Um, but was worried that society would persecute us for it. And, you know, it, it was something to worry about in a time in the past. Um, a month later, my parents were married in a simple ceremony in New York City. In a second letter sent less than a week before I was born, my grandmother described mis- miscegenation as a skin and st- as a sin and stain that would never be made clean. Quoting the Bible and invoking the way of things, I just say that Mildred Lee. I'm just saying that she was writing to her grandson, her son, granddaughter. No, she was writing to her grand. Her, to her daughter. This is the white side of the family. That's her mom. Her dad is the one that's black. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, good. No, okay, okay. She didn't want her white daughter to marry a black man. Okay, that's okay, the moral gotcha, of the gotcha, story, okay. yes. Uh, in the second letter, sent less than a week before... I, you cannot interpret this any more incorrectly than I have. In the second letter, sent less than a week before I was born, my grandmother described Mrs. Sidney invoking the way of things. The woman who wrote these letters sounded nothing like the loving grandmother I knew and adored growing up who always brought presents when she visited from North Carolina uh, and found it was an exhaustedly searched. It seems like really awkward too to like have your grandmother that you loved growing up that brought you presents and like trash them for having a bad attitude before your parents were married publicly, doesn't it? Yes. It seems kind of weird. But her underlying fear and anxiety were bound up with a family tradition that placed Lee on a pedestal, figuratively, if if not literally, in the way she remembered and recounted the Lee family heritage with great pride and even a sense of superiority. A sense of superiority, huh? I grew up with heroically framed but demonstrably false stories about the general, that he was a reluctant warrior who didn't really want to own slaves or fight the Civil War, stories that were consistent with 20th century revisionist narratives of war of northern aggression, rewriting Civil War in Southern history. 
I mean, Lee was a very complicated figure, and a lot of people mm-hmm. respect him a lot and did not see him as a big proponent of slavery. Or there wouldn't be monuments to him all over the freaking country. Like, there wouldn't be Washington and Lee University, right? right? Like, if people... But people post the Civil War, including, by the way, um, lots of Union soldiers respected Lee quite a bit. And he reluctantly became a part of the Civil War because he had more loyalty to Virginia than to the United States, which speaks to the fact that it wasn't... The war itself was about slavery, but to a lot of people fighting it, it was not necessarily about that at the time. And... I don't know. Like I say, it's complicated. Now we're, she, you know, she, but she we're, they're not allowed to have like plaques right. about his horse anywhere anymore because we are so crazy. But if you watch movies from like even not that long ago, what's that one um, where it shows Lee at the end of the movie? Is, is it the um, it's like the Gettysburg one? That okay. Civil War movie. I get them all confused because my mom was really into the Civil War for a long time and watched like every Civil War movie. But and it shows like all the soldiers on both sides like cheering and clapping for Lee in the movie. Right. Um where it's like is it Martin Sheen who's in that? I don't know else. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Somebody will know what I'm talking about and call us on the chat chat and yell at me about what I got wrong. But anyway, but but the idea was there was a consensus in this country that Lee was a respectable figure not an incredibly long time ago. I mean, in well, the last 20, 30 years, this was the consensus on all sides of the aisle, the historical consensus that this was a respectable historical figure who was inspiring and worth like naming things after and having statues of, even though he fought on what we all agree was the wrong side. Well, right. But remember, a war where you've lost... An incredible amount of people and your property. The South was burnt to the ground in many areas. Mm-hmm. This war was almost definitely, as the South became occupied by Union soldiers, going to turn into an insurgency. Almost definitely. It would turn into guerrilla combat. And one of the things Lee did was take it upon himself to make sure that didn't happen. Right. He led this. Uh, Lee left after... It's a difficult thing to have a bloody, brutal civil war, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure still is... The greatest loss of life of Americans of any war we've ever been a part of, is it not? Uh, yes, oh, yes, it is. I, so it's tough to take that and in the then Confederate like turn states, into a country. percent in the Confederate states, thirty percent of military-aged white men died. Yeah, that's a lot. Lee left Appomattox for Richmond following the surrender. The U.S. Army seized and occupied Lee's family home, Arlington House, and turned it into military cemetery. It's Arlington Cemetery. From their temporary home in Richmond, Lee and his family tried to chart a path forward. He encouraged fellow Confederates to, quote, go home, all you boys who fought with me, and help build up the shattered fortunes of our old state. Lee desired desired that white Southerners move past the Confederacy and move forward towards peace and reconciliation. He feared that the passions and feelings of people in both the North and the South could drive the sections into more conflict and bloodshed. He counseled his fellow Southerners that it should be the object to of all of object of all to avoid controversy to allay passion give full scope to reason and every kindly feeling by doing this and encouraging our citizens to engage in the duties of life with all their heart and mind um with a determination not to be turned aside by thoughts of the past and fears of the future our country will not only be restored in material prosperity but will be advanced in science in virtue and in religion Some former Confederates felt humiliated and persecuted and wanted to continue hostility with the United States. 
Lee consoled them and told them it was their duty to return home and rebuild their communities. Colonel John Stoddard Johnson said after talking to Lee that great as I had held him as military chieftain, my admiration of him in his trying hour was even grander than when I had seen him at the head of invincible legions. So, indeed, and she talks about, by the way, why is this like, why is your family that has some meanies and bastards in it, like, my fault? Right. As if it's the Shattuck. It's not my family. Why does she get to lecture me? It's like, you had baddies in your family. Go deal with your problem. So it's, not, it's like, why? I, I'm on a pedestal. I've well, got yeah, a special and it's so pedestal now because I'm related to the big general. And it's like, so well, self-indulgent. So and once it's you so cash funny, that in. It, because it's like the thing, too, with Trump being like the only recent president who didn't have slaveholders in his family. Mm-hmm. And like this weird projection of like, I have weird guilt, so I'm going to project it onto you, too. And it reminds me, honestly, of that like COVID article that The Atlantic did that was like, isn't it time we all came together and admitted that sometimes we were wrong during COVID? Oh, totally. Like, where it's like, no, just you were wrong during COVID. Like, I don't have anything wrong, so it's cool. But, like, it's like, isn't it time to admit that even I bear some guilt? It's not just Trump, by the way. It's Nikki Haley, too. And even I bear some guilt for the, for the Civil War. Because, by the way, Robert E. Lee was my great, 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 great uncle or whatever. Like, no, it's not only not just you that has some guilt for the Civil War, but like Trump and I didn't do anything in the Civil War. Right. Like, to be honest with you, you have more responsibility for the Civil War than I do. So go talk to your therapist because that's more about you and not yes. so much about me. We don't have and it's not just you who has things to reckon with. I do, too. Yes. And it's the same with the COVID. It's like I oh, too so will admit I too will admit I made mistakes during it, COVID. Like no, just no. just you actually made mistakes during COVID. It, Thanks for your apology, but it's like even I'm more condescending. Good. It, it comes from a place of, you know what, I'm going to put the work in, so maybe you should too. Okay. It's 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 really trying to coerce. It's coercion is what it is. Yeah. You know? Um but uh, but this is this is great. This is this is her Karen Finney thing in the Washington Post. Listen to the corrections at the end of this. Mm -hmm. This time she didn't, in the post story, she didn't claim that it was, he was her great, 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 great grandfather. She claimed that he was a great, 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 great uh, uncle, Mm -hmm. but she put too many greats in. Corrections. Lee is the author's great, 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 great uncle, not her great, 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 great uncle. New Orleans Lee's statue was she claims that this was a early twentieth century racist statue? You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a real thing. She says New Orleans Lee statue was built in the nineteenth, not the twentieth century. Hmm. So some of these statues were actually right after the war. Um, she also got the the guy who made the statue, Mister mm-hmm. Sivetanovich. Oh, one of yours, maybe. Possibly, yeah. Uh, uh, Mister Sivetanovich's name is Peter, not Robert. So other than that, uh, you know, I know that you were eager, uh, Karen Finney, to get to the story about you. I have a special pedestal to talk about this. Listen to me mostly. Ugh, ridiculous. The other thing from the Sunday shows, this is just a small thing because this is about the media. Mm-hmm. Just a small cut here. Jamie Raskin was on. Yeah. Um, with Did you hear any of this? I think I sent us this as well. 
Oh, I don't Actually, know. Actually, the Jamie Raskin. I don't know one. what you sent us. Well, maybe. But Let's see I if don't, it's I don't the same think... thing I sent us. Because no, it's I not going to be the same thing you sent us. Okay. This is the very end of the interview. And Dana Bash has this to say to Dana. You, 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 you hear Raskin talking, Senator Jamie Raskin. And then... Da- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dana Bash has a personal note. That he had actually uh, engaged in incitement to insurrection, but he beat the constitutional spread uh, by 10 votes there. And yet even McConnell was saying, well, you can go ahead and prosecute him later. Congressman, thank you so much for coming in today. I know it's a it's a tough day for you. Uh, it was three years ago today that your beloved son, Tommy, passed away. And we just want you to know that we're thinking of you and your family. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. I'm sorry, it might seem like nitpicky, but how, like, we're close. We'll see you in the Georgetown New Year's Eve party later on. Just, just so you know, we're thinking of you. Mm-hmm. You're somebody, you're... You're ostensibly a journalist. Don't be thinking of him and his family. Or if you are, don't say it. Don't make devote airtime to it. You can yeah, do- say it off air. Right, say it off air. Say, like, don't- you know, once you go to commercial, you can say, like, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We know it's a tough day for you. But that's because it's not about him and his son. It's about her and needing everybody else to know what a good person she is. Well, yeah, that's a part of it. But the other word is like it's that important to devote so that so that you well, I get it. You guys all hang out together. Mm-hmm. The establishment looks after each other. So well, right, cuz nobody else knew that his son died. I no. I didn't. No, I didn't either, but I looked it up. He killed himself on New oh, Year's man. Eve 3 years ago, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. But once again, something like that can't that's terrible can't be left alone because all the write-ups that were about this mm-hmm. said Jamie Raskin's life has been this has been the worst week in forever for him because guess what else happened? Mm-hmm. Five days later, I'll give you a hint: worse than nine eleven. Oh, that's right. January so in 6th. the same week, mm-hmm. Raskin's son tries to take his life. Meanwhile, Donald Donald Trump's uh, insurrectionists mm-hmm. uh, tried to kill Raskin. His family was visiting him. They couldn't get enough of that. They yeah. couldn't get enough of that. All right, Alice. Um, um, I did send us one other um, Jamie Raskin cut. I just resent it to you. Okay. You because um, this is also relevant because this is the taking Trump off the ballot stuff. They were talking about this. Um, and the Supreme Court uh, is probably going to have to decide this whether or not Trump is allowed to be on ballots, or if like random people like the Secretary of State of Maine can just take him off. Um, 
if they yeah. take this up? Well, um, finally, the Supreme Court has developed what they're describing as a code of ethics. It's not binding in the sense that they're not going to anyone else. They could have gone to, for example, circuit court justices. You, you could have had state Supreme Court justices on a panel. But so they're, they're deciding for themselves, again, whether they're in violation of their code of ethics. But I think anybody looking at this in any kind of dispassionate, reasonable way would say if your wife was involved in the big lie and claiming that Donald Trump had actually won the presidential election had been agitating for that and participating in the events leading up to January 6th, that you shouldn't be participating. So in, he should recuse himself. He should. Oh, he absolutely should recuse himself. The question is, what Clarence do we do Thomas if he doesn't recuse mm -hmm. himself? Should not should be allowed to decide whether or not Trump can be on the ballot in 2024. Right. Right. Which is purely a constitutional question, by the way. And has nothing well, sure. to do with whether or not he won the 2020 election. Well, right. It's about whether or not, whether or not the, uh, quote, insurrection on January 6th was the equivalent of what we were just talking about, the American Civil War, which is what the 14th Amendment was talking about. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's so, been saying that forever. It's, so, but they're using, but this is a new technique that they have where they're going to sit here and say and declare that the Supreme Court is illegitimate. Yeah. And this is like, they're already trying to set up as many ways as possible to tell you that if Trump wins in 2024, it's not legitimate as they possibly can. Oh, yes. he never should have been allowed on the ballot, but Clarence Thomas... Clarence Thomas should have recused himself. So the Supreme Court's not legitimate. So Trump's not legitimate. So X, Y, Z, you know, on and on. They're going to continue to do this stuff there and talk about, you know, they complain about Trump undermining the federal government and they go right into, you know, declaring that the Supreme Court and potentially the executive branch of Trump wins again are not even legitimate actors and parts of the federal government. So, yeah, it's, I've heard Raskin say that stuff a lot. Um, it, it's, it's BS. It's what they'll go with. Why not? They're, they're willing to try everything, which is why they hate Trump because he's willing to try everything. Um, I do want to get to this. I want you to do this while I'm going to the bathroom before we do the chat chat because I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. This is uh, Isabella Maria DeLuca, who did a um, who did a a video, a cooking video, and in it she is wearing a very tight shirt. She's very, very busty, and she's cooking. And the shot never leaves. You can see her. I, I guess it's a t-shirt or a shirt. You can see her. Um, you can see her. Um, her curvaceousness big time um while you're while she's doing the cooking thing so for instance she does this cooking thread where you see her she's very pretty she's a blonde woman she's very busty but she's making some cake or something i gotta be honest with you uh brown butter caramel cake and this is how it sounded stirring stuff stirring stuff cleavage i mean not cleavage just huge big breasts no doubt about that she looks beautiful, and she's very busty. Okay, so the first time I saw this, I didn't stop looking at her breast for one second. I did not see what she was cooking. I was, if you're a guy, straight guy, and you don't see this coming, and I didn't see it coming, I I started to, to see this 
when it wasn't really viral yet, I I was fixed on the uh, rack. I just was, and you guys, you would be too. There's no getting away from it. It's all that matters in this in this video. Um. So, but later on, I found her to be. She was getting attacked for being some kind of floozy or something, and I don't see the problem. I don't understand whatsoever. First of all, her timeline is not really full of her being a flute. That's not really her thing. She's beautiful. She just so happens to be extremely well-endowed. But... I mean, I guess she's got she's got some stuff. Like if Somebody's compiled some pictures where she's in a bathing suit and this time. But I don't get it. What is the protocol for women who put cooking stuff together? I don't get it. Like, I, I'm sorry. The the men, straight men who watch this are watching her chest the whole time, like I did. I did not even, like I was just saying, Alice, I didn't see what she was cooking. Right, yes. No, I'm sure so, you did not see what she was cooking. Yep. And I'm sure you did not notice the recipe that she posted under the next tweet for the caramel cake that she made. No, did she tell... No, I know. I yeah, didn't. she posted the recipe. Yeah. But, um... No, I mean, clearly it's just not a cooking video, really. Yeah, but, but it is. But She's cooking something. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, she is cooking there something. Are, there are other people who will watch that video and, like, see what she's making. Is that true? It, not me. Is that why it's gone hugely viral? But, so, it's gone hugely What's viral because she's got... the focus of the video? To me? The focus <laughs> is, uh, I mean, the star of the video are her breasts. Yeah. They're front and center. They're everywhere. But... You know, the same thing. Who's but I who's think there's Giada? been other cooking videos of attractive women, like the woman seasoning the chicken breast that we did at the beginning of the All You Can Eat podcast and stuff that we talked about and stuff that are attractive women that you liked, but the focus of their video was not quite so blatantly that. Uh, the the user will decide to focus. Like Giada De Laurentiis, that cook, who's also very chesty, I'm... I only see her as a sexy woman. I mean, and there you are see men's... people as sexy women, but I do think that video is particularly... And, like, with the batter of the cake, like, spattering it, her shirt, Alice, you rarely see that in She wasn't licking videos. a banana, Alice. I mean, this is... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it's it, on a continuum, but I feel that it's definitely, like, is, a step above most normal cooking videos. I don't get this. Videos. Why, do, why, I do. Does, why does she... So somebody with a less big rack can wear that it's okay if they cook like that i think I don't get different it. Some women, things look you know there was that sh the, 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 that the news story like 10 years ago about the uh, the woman in manhattan who, who worked at a bank who used to wear a pencil skirt mm -hmm. and and she was just too va va vom there yeah, are some women who are who are women given, look different in different clothes we used to work with a woman at the senesta you know 30 something years ago who was who was Betty Boop. I mean, she was just, or I should say Jessica Rabbit, probably, who was va-va-voom in everything she wore. She worked in security, but she used to stop tra traffic in Cambridge. I mean, when she w walked, she was just, she's just that. Sorry. It's men's, men just drool, and, but, you know, women can talk to these people. I don't see, like, why she has to be punished. No, you need to be more I modest. I don't know that she's being punished, per se. I just think people are, um... I think people are reacting to the fact that there seems to be like an intentionality about it 
and about the particular, like, the choice of music and the way she's, like, in a sultry way, like, scooping the batter. I don't know. It just This seems... is a bias by you no, other chicks. Yeah, this, is like, a, I think, this is a, you I guys can't compete fair. with that like, rack, certain, and so you are... Certain, I can't compete with that I rack? D- well, I don't... I, I don't know, man. I consider your breasts to be um, memories, Alice, for my son, Peter mm. Rabbit. I There's don't... some, like, um, towards, like, right after I finished Awaken 180 photos, mm. where I feel that my rat coat and, like, the flatness in my stomach plus my rat could compete there. I do. Oh, oh, no, that's totally true. That's totally true. There was a time, yeah, which... That, now, like, that... a year ago, not even yes. that long ago. No, no, exactly a year ago. Oh, totally. Totally. But, yeah. But I just, I do feel, I mean, I I don't think that she's unaware of what's happening in the video. I think it's... it's. You think it's just totally, she just stood out to make I think, a totally I think, innocuous I think cooking video. She thinks and there she, was no intention there of uh, what that was. I'd like she, to hear from people in the chat. I just posted the link to the video. I think she... I like Isabella. I think it's a... I'm happy for her. She's that also she's like wholesome, conservative. Life. She wants to get married and have kids and do all this stuff. I like it. I hope. What's I, wrong with you know? I think that the Burn Barrel podcast could be a matchmaking service for her. I hope some. I hope a great guy, you know, snaps her up. She seems great and lovely, and um, you know, I just i I do think that um, I think that there's an intention behind the video that's not entirely innocent of like the the what she's creating here but i'd like to hear from people in the chat if they think she just innocently made this video completely without knowing that it would completely break everyone's brains on and, like, twitter all these conservative women uh, like mother of five patriarch called feminism you know rachel wilson like people are attacking this lady mm-hmm. yeah mega who's like a conservative anti-feminist sort of influencer has said that she has more respect for porn stars because at least they're honest about what they're doing she's just making food and she's really well endowed i mean i, 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 I think I don't she's the... playing it up a little bit a tiny bit i, I don't you don't think that why not? What uh, don't we? Aren't we into like owning femininity and real women and celebrating them? Why d- denigrate him? I'm not denigrating it's anything. Like, I'm just saying that I think that uh, it's different from your typical cooking video. I don't know. I don't see enough cooking <laughs> videos. I know that Apparently. your remarkable breasts are. Um, are and I think the batter spattering spattering on her shirt isn't especially. Um, like I, I think it's a lot. But I don't love her bento. Um, with that link thing has an email for her. It says serious business inquiries only. <laughs> Calm down. Mm. Calm down. I'm on Team Isabella. I think uh, I think it's great. I think that female bodies are beautiful, and we should be celebrating them as much as possible. Okay, well, I'm and if she wants try to cook recipe, stuff, so. by the way, the recipe, by the way, is unhealthy too. She's already a great woman. Like cooking unhealthy stuff, throws a stick of who butter. Who do you like more, her or the um, chunky Midwestern mom who made that casserole thing? Do you remember her? Casserole thing. There, I do follow somebody on Instagram. This the, another blonde who makes stuff. In- no, this was not a hot trick. Oh, but she made a casserole with all that. 
um, cream cheese and stuff, I think it was. Do you remember this? I watch a lot of food porn, Alice. I hate to tell you. <laughs> cream cheese is not going to do it. I watch a lot of cream cheese. That doesn't narrow it down. No, it does not. No, it does we not. We watched it. We talked about it on the All You Can Eat podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, Alice. I think it's time for the uh, chat chat. All right. Let's head to the chat chat. Are we doing a Patreon show today or are we saving it for 2024? I mean, we have the stuff to do it. Okay. We'll do a Patreon show then. So we got to just put up some drywall, kid. Mm-hmm. Hang drywall. Yeah. You hang drywall. Duh, I know. Uh, okay. Chelsea Fire? Uh, yes, this is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Dr. Cheswick? You know what, Tom? I totally agree with you. That COVID a-hole should be repeatedly kicked in the taint until his prostate explodes. <laughs> it's Francis Collins from last week. He sh- totally should. And that's from a and fellow doctor. And then should doctor. continually wow. be kicked in the taint on an hourly basis. What an absolute... F- oh, God. I hear you, You're man. right. They're, you know what? Stray bullets never kill the right people. They don't. <laughs> they just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a disgrace. He should be in jail. Absolutely. Fauci should be in jail. All of these people, all of these liars who destroyed lives. And now they're all coming out, Democrats and Chris Murphy, you know, we got to talk about mental health. Yeah, F you. F yeah, you. we you should are- talk about that on the other More side. More arsonists the wanting to put out fires. epidemic. Oh, God. It's great that senators now, uh, we've got an open border, but we're talking about the loneliness, <laughs> loneliness epidemic. Little tune, else. I like it. Okay, let me see. Yeah, that's three. That's a minute long. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily love it. I love. Um, I love. Uh, um, uh, Heaven, Morgan's song. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got rejected by my Montante. We reached out to Montante. He's at a party. This is not surprising. I want to know how he feels about. Um you know, Trump and the FBI headquarters and potentially picking Nikki Haley as VP and all that stuff. Because he's a, like, Trump first, last, and forever guy, Yeah. Which I'm not, but I I understand. I'll vote for him in the general when we get there, but, you know. Daydreaming. Hmm. That kind of reminds me of the Zubini song. Zumbinis? The Zumbinis. It's a computer game from when I was a kid. The logical journey of the Zumbinis. Oh, we don't have that. Um, <laughs> SFDR. Steve from the Dominican Republic. Punta Cana. Hi, Steve from the Dominican Republic. Hey, Steve. Tom, I believe the area of the DR that you were staying at, at the Iberostar, right. whatever the hell it was called, is Punta Cana. Yeah. Punta Cana. Thank you. It was funny because I went there. We were all like in our 20s or 30s. And and it's so funny. Two of the guys who went with us were from Dorchester. And two of them with the traditional Irish, uh, sorry, Italian families. Mm-hmm. Mastro. It, who's Mastro? And Mike, who you know, Mike mm-hmm. G. And both of them, we went to this area where all there was was prostitutes and places to get earrings. And they decided to get earrings <laughs> and the rest of us got prostitutes just kidding we did not uh, the rest <laughs> of us were waiting to get back to the safety of where we needed to be 
of the Iberia Star. <laughs> so those guys got earrings, but took them out before they got back home because even though they're in their twenties and thirties, their Italian fathers would kick their ass if they saw them wearing an earring because you know who wears earrings, right? Oh jeez. Oh yeah. Hey, we're not. That was not going to happen. It's very funny. Um. Yeah, there's a lot to happen. I gotta tell you about that trip sometime, Alice. A lot. Of, oh my goodness, did I ever tell you about that trip? I don't think so. The stage was set. First night of that trip, which is '99, I think, or 2000. Mm-hmm. First night of that trip, I'm leaving some a bar on the, I in the resort. I start talking to this woman, a girl from Italy. Very pretty outside, you know, about this, that, this, that. And I, and I, and I said, do you want to get a drink or something? And she's like, uh, yeah. And I said, hey, you know what? I have, I have um, a bottle in my room. Do you want to come over for a couple of drinks? And she said, yeah. She was taking off to Italy the next morning. So I'm like, holy crap. I'm here one night. I'm the first night. And I, this is going somewhere. So I'm like, this is great. We have a mini bar in the room. We got booze in the room. We got all sorts of stuff in the room. I was sharing the room with Mastro. Mm-hmm. So, so listen to this. She um, was pretty and like into it. She just liked me. And I was having kind of a fat period, but she didn't matter. She still liked me. You are cute fat. Thank you. So um, so I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like going to happen. And, and, and uh, so we walked back to the hotel together. And she's like, maybe even handsy, like holding my hand and um, was like cute. And like, it was obvious that this, like she was leaving the next day. And this was a night to, for something to happen. So, um, so I go to the room mm-hmm. and the room, for some reason, somebody, once I was in the room, needed my room key. And I said, like, I'm about to hook up here. Um, so here, you can take the key and you can just go out and I'll put a shoe in the door <laughs> and, um, I have to meet her out in the lobby and I'm going to bring her back to the room and then, <laughs> so I, put uh, the shoe in the door. I go out and meet her in the lobby. We walk back. She's also still very into it. I'm like, she's. this is the first day. And this is happening. And like, she's Italian. This is like, this is fantastic. And we go back oh, to the room and my door is closed. My door is closed. And I'm knocking on the door. Nobody's answering. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so, like, we hung out there for a little bit, and she's like, do you think somebody will come? Can you, will any of your friends come or something oh with their Italian accent? And I called, I called, this was very funny, because I called um, the front desk, and I said, can you please send somebody, an engineer with a key, please, to this place right now and open this door for me? They're like, yeah, she'd be there in five minutes. They, they, they sounded like that. And they were <laughs> never there in five minutes. And then no, more five minutes, and then no, nothing. He, he needed the master key for some reason or whatever. And nothing, and time is dwindling, and I can see her the moment in moving until finally she said, oh, maybe I'll see you sometime in the future, the, the Italian girl, and she leaves, and it's over. Then the, um, the, um, then the engineer shows up with my key. <laughs> it's too late. She's gone. She's somewhere in the Elsinore. I open the door, and there's Mastro lying face down, buck naked in my bed. <laughs> So, like, instead of my one night beautiful affair with a beautiful Italian lady from Italy, because they're all leaving back, I've got this Italian d- dude from Dorchester <laughs> naked with his pecker facing down on the bed I'm sleeping with. And needless to say, Alice, let me tell you, 
I got nowhere near any kind of action hookup. Nothing for the rest of the trip. The rest of the trip, I essentially spent <laughs> inside after five days of getting no, no nothing, no bites, no nothing. And I watched like uh, the real true Hollywood story of MC Hammer. And it's like, it was <laughs> over, over. Meanwhile, my other friend, Mike, the other time again, he was hooking up left and right. He's, he's, <laughs> he's smacking them away left and right. I was totally, it was a perfect, perfect example. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ugh. But it worked out. Perfect example. <laughs> oh, <geez>. tragic. <laughs> uh. <sighs> <Put the counter. sighs> yeah, so the plane... Uh, I'll s- <laughs> I can't imagine where this is going now. But it's go not ahead. going anywhere. <laughs> okay. So we took a plane, and now say you say over Punta Cana. Over Punta Cana. I'll never get over Punta Cana. Okay. So that's my tragic story from Punta Cana. <laughs> Damn it, Dallas! You know how my life could have been. She probably had money. <sighs> I'm sure she feels the same. I wouldn't have a tick on my fat roll, <laughs> which now I have like half of the bullseye. That means I'm I got whatever. God knows, just have throw it on a pile. <sighs> BBP. For real, podcast. Roller coaster 122. This is good. Uh, name um, convention. Okay. What a roller coaster of emotions the last couple of burn barrel pods. <laughs> so I hear Alice mention Apocalypto and Steve from Merrimack. Couldn't agree more. One of my top 10 movies. Absolutely phenomenal ending. It also brought joy and warmth to my heart when Alice said Tom just wouldn't understand it. And I think that has to do with the fact <laughs> it's all in subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think Tom would like that movie. I just, the, I know you. The trailer you didn't well. look promising. I don't want to be made into a better, richer person. I can tell you that. <laughs> and then I hear, so I think I'm in the educated set, the well-to-do, the... Smart people set, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, good company there with the movie choices. Mm-hmm. And then I hear Alice pronounce a word I've never heard before, except Maybe in its long it form, which know. is tabuli, not taboo. It's taboo, not taboo. It's taboo. Uh, did you call it so taboo? I don't know what happened there, taboo? Alice. Yeah. And th- yeah. It's taboo. Taboo? That's correct. What? Then you can't ta- just say taboo? I guess not. She says February, so don't worry about that, okay. Tim. It's coming. So don't know what happened there, Alice. <laughs> and then today, I was crushed. Catching up on the latest All You Can Eat pod. Mm-hmm. Tom, I'm back with you. Thank you. I had no idea that baby carrots weren't their own category. Weren't there <laughs> right. different carrots that they were made from bigger carrots? I'm not a carrot right. fan either. Only have them in stew like you guys. But, um, boy, right. I was kind of shocked to hear that. And I'm man enough to admit it. I also will come clean. I wasn't, it wasn't that long ago that I learned where pickles actually came from. Oh, really? I, I'm cucumbers? talking like within the last 10 years. A little bit shameful, but yeah. hey, this is where we're at. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Tim. Happy New Year. Yeah. Who knew that about carrots? That's something all you can eat, Pod. Uh, yeah, feel free to listen to it if you'd like to. I didn't know. Did you know? Guys, yes. admit it. Did you guys know? Oh, okay. I know you know everything. Unless the thing is taboo, then you don't know. <laughs> Um, but I had no idea that carrots are a lie. That they've always been a lie. <laughs> it's 
some more music, mm. Albie? Is a xylophone or a vibraphone? What about a glockenspiel? <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> That is the name of this episode, <laughs> by the way. Jeez. What a sufferable jerk you are. What a yacht money on parade. <laughs> oh wait, are there all these new down here? New, new Year's New Year's Kiss? Did we play these? I don't know. Uh, no, oh, no, you no. did play that. Okay, yes. okay, okay. That's your bike. That's my bike. Okay, I can't tell now. My 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 glaucoma now is keeping me from knowing what's black and what's what's gray. Uh, here we go. One. IU women won today. Colts won today. Oh, man. The Pacers won last night. Nice. The Patriots lost. You know, all around, it's been pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Good. Congratulations. Well, Tom, briefly. Wonderful New Year's. Wonderful. Me too. Tom briefly today thought about gambling. He got yeah. a tip from Montante, yeah. and he does have a gambling app. He but said, take somebody minus six, and I don't know, really know what that means. Yeah, and but, you don't know how to do it, and you don't know how to use your gambling app that you have. I'm so locked out of my app. It has my $100. The, the $100 that's in the app is essentially my savings account. <laughs> Finds me. I gotta go to America. You have been prevented from um, gambling yes. by your own... Like lack of te- that technological prowess. That particular uh, addiction lies dormant for the time being. <laughs> I'm sure you could get into it, but nobody call up Tom and walk him through the process of using no. his DraftKings app, please, because we don't need any more addictions in this house. We have too many. Hi, Steve from the Dominican Republic. Hey, Steve. Alice, I have a recommendation for you if you're doing a Ridley Scott film festival. Okay. The movie is called The Duelists from 1977. Okay, is that his first one? I think it is. First feature film, and it takes place during the Napoleonic Wars. And it's based on a short story by Joseph Conrad. Is he like at a thatched, uh, like pool bar drinking? It sounds fun where he is. Presidente, El Presidente, whatever it's called, beer. Joining him. We thought about going to the hen house this week. Yeah, yeah. And my brother, who's a Napoleon fanatic, saw the new film. And he said to me, it was okay, but you're better off watching your copy of The Duelist instead. Wow. So check it out. I believe the movie was made for about $900,000 in 1977. And wow. to this day, it has still not made its money back. Wow. But <laughs> it's a great film. Got Ridley a lot of respect and uh, launched his career. Anyway, thank you. Wow. Good to know. Yeah, we didn't... We didn't- delve more into Ridley Scott yet. We did The Patriot and then we made a mistake. We're going to have to talk more about this on the other side. Oh, In the my live goodness. stream. We oh, made a movie goodness. mistake oh, as the recommendation of our daughter who we love and I support I don't because love her because I after thought this. that I was going to love this movie but oh. we're going to talk about it in the Patreon show momentarily. Um, so stay there for that. If you're watching on Patreon, just um, hang out where you are. If you want to join that um, and, you know, be there for our live chats and stuff, you can join that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Of course, you can also watch the show for free, as always, or listen to it. Uh, there's links to all the different places to listen, burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can do that. If you're really cool tonight, obviously, you can stay up later with us right now and uh, stay in the chat.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.